When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You may already know that the Football Ramble have teamed up with Audible.co.uk to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a free one-month trial at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. So if you want Why England Lose by Simon Cooper and Stefan Szymanski, I Partridge by Alan Partridge, or The Football Men, Up Close with the Giants of the Modern Game by Simon Cooper, then sign up at audible.co.uk slash footballramble, or choose from a range of about 60,000 other titles. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which is yours to keep, whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Go to audible.co.uk slash footballramble and sign up now. The Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen, from Kiev, no less. I'm Marcus, and I've got three friends with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. Hello. And Luke. All right. Pete's back. Yep. I'm back. And it's lovely to have you back. for a walk. A lot of people were worried about you, Pete. Well, I don't want to go into it. No. (laughs) Nothing to worry about there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, we're going to begin this uh, second show from Kiev with the wonderful news that England beat Sweden 3-2. Unless you're Swedish, of course, that's not wonderful news. Um, and you probably knew it, but we were there. We were right. at the game. I, I think we did our bit. I think we helped them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we certainly helped the Swedes because we were sat <clears throat> in between the... Sp- now, we never get Marcus Speller to book anything. This is nonsense, by the way. <laughs> I booked the tickets on the UEFA website. And we clearly, ended up in the Sweden section. Clearly put my address <laughs> down as facts. England. As England. And, uh, and they gave us tickets that were... Towards the Swedish end. Towards we in the, Swedish the Swedish end. end. Well, we, were that. we were in the nuclear. We were in a sea we were, of yellow. We were utterly in the nuclear. There are worse away teams. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I had, I had my England top on, and I thought to myself, if this was, you know, one of the teams that don't like us, I think I would have just taken it off and lobbed it. <laughs> <laughs> it over yeah. the side. Taking it off, gone down the front, and giving it the big one, topless. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you had done. Yeah, they didn't know I was English. Yeah, I mean, if you were Either topless, way. I'd have known you were English. So. Yeah. There was a good, a very good rapport, as there often is, between the English and Swedish fans. Yeah. Oh, they were outside. brilliant. They were in and outside the stadium, yeah. My particular highlight would have been um, them outside the bar we were in, uh, singing that a bunch of England fans, go home to your ugly wives, go home <laughs> to your ugly wives. Disrespectful to uh, English women. <laughs> Incredibly so. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't like it. But, um, uh, no, there, there was there, the Swedes outnumbered the English force. Hugely, it felt like a Sweden home game. Yeah, which is strange because it's often England who bring the most supporters to um, to tournaments and, and certainly the games they play. And I remember when England played Denmark in two thousand and two, and the Danish players were just like, uh, the England national anthem. They thought, flipping heck, this is like a home game for England. Mm. Mm. I think I think the Swedish fans, whilst they were very vociferous and many in number around the stadium and outside the ground and in the bars, inside the stadium. I think they missed the chance to make it like a home game. They were very yeah, quiet. Yeah, they were quiet. Well, yeah. I mean, we were sat amongst them as well, and the atmosphere still wasn't 
hugely sort of um, energetic, I suppose. They were whistling in England a lot for sort yeah, of passing around the back and the, the sort of the, the occasional long ball. And the England fans would certainly made their presence felt, even though there was there was a couple of chants of "Can we sing a song for you?" to the Swedes. Yeah, mm. um, but no, it was uh, the fans were brilliant, and also the Swedes again. What was nice as well when you come out the ground, and obviously they've just been put out of the tournament. Yeah. Some fans would have been, uh, you know, rather annoyed at that, and perhaps. <laughs> you know, trouble could have flared up, but very gracious in defeat. Oh, they were brilliant, and yeah. you know, um, and, and it's worth mentioning that there's so many of them just simply because all, they play all their games here. So it's not like yeah, that's right. All three of their games from Kiev, the, the lucky thing. Yeah, so they had, they've got a base here, as we said in the sort of mm. last show. I, I, that said, it was an amazing atmosphere in the ground. I mean, yeah. every, the, it was almost like rather than the atmosphere being generated by singing back and forth between groups of fans, it was almost like the anticipation could be felt. Mm, yeah. It's the first time I've been to a, a competitive England game overseas. And it's, it's almost obviously it's like going to an away game, and the away fans generally tend to be better. But what you get is you get two yeah. sets of away fans. So it's almost like it really does sort of ramp the atmosphere up. It was, it was great to be a part of. Also, within the stadium, they've made efforts to do that. I mean, there was an actual countdown to kick off. Yeah, I know. It was very NFL. <laughs> really? Very sort of NHL, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm not sure about it. I don't no, know. I don't really like well, it. Well, he didn't kick it. Just, he just said it 10 to 1, and then they didn't kick off. Yeah, as Latan had the boys, yeah. I'll decide. I'll decide. Yeah. This starts yeah. when I'm ready, um, <laughs> which is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was um, a very odd thing to have that kind of a countdown to it. But it does make you realise, because th- there was a real an- sense of anticipation. I almost felt nervous because of it. So that must translate to the players. And it does show you how different a big game is from a, you sort of running the mill game. The atmosphere is so different. It reminded me, Marcus, of when we went to the Champions League final. Yeah. It was just constant energy, or, or certainly before the game at least. It did sort of dwindle a little. But um, yeah, you've got to be able to handle that. It's yeah, a completely, yeah. completely different set of circumstances than from a normal game. So to keep your head and be able to play your natural game is impressive. Where, yeah. where I was sat, I was sat next to four English, <coughs> English fans who were just so delighted to be there. Mm. Um, it actually became quite infectious. First of all, I was thinking, oh, these guys are going to be idiots, but they were actually really cool <coughs> and they're enthusiastic. And they, everything was turned into a chant. So as soon as they started lining up for the national anthems, they started going, national anthems, national anthems. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not everything needs a chant. You know, <laughs> the national anthems are music anyway, yeah. so you don't need to chant. Yes. <laughs> then, and then, then they kept coming back with uh, massive um, boxes of beers mm. um, and obviously not realising that all the beer in the ground was non-alcoholic which is why it was only about just under two pounds did you know that Pete? no I didn't know that no. <laughs> still acted drunk though didn't you? yeah did <laughs> giddy goose <laughs> at one point Pete realised that we were surrounded by a lot of people who wouldn't speak English so I was chanting put it in my bot bot <laughs> I was because you know obviously a football ground is a very, a football ground is a very sort of like alpha male kind of you know occasionally um, homophobic area. So I was just shouting like, "Come and get, come and give me a kiss, lads!" And like, no, was, yeah. You were also trying to lift uh, our spirits when we were two one down with such chanting. And yes. I appreciated yeah. that. You had a testing few days. It? Yeah. It all, it all I mean, out. you can hear it in my voice. To yeah. be honest. it was cathartic. Was it? <laughs> That was a sort of chant and a look that said, yeah, oh yeah, I've seen things. <laughs> I've seen things you couldn't even and imagine. So, and, and you know what? Um, just when Marcus or, or Luke, you mentioned that the beer was non-alcoholic, th- th- this is the exact point where I actually found out that uh, it was non-alcoholic. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you didn't know that before? I then? didn't know that before, so I'd well, like but, to thank you for that. But we, in, in fairness, you were drinking it. You had a few actual beers before the game. Mm. Yeah, oh, I was a geezer, right? I was a bit, oh, England, no, but I was a little bit <laughs> sleepy, and I think the sugar had sort of picked, perked me up a little bit, and I yeah. could feel that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I said to Jim earlier, did you know the beer in the game was non-alcoholic? And he went, no, I didn't. But thinking about it, it did taste of lavender. <laughs> it did, it was very, very sugary, wasn't it? It was a very strange... 
Sugary beer. But should we talk mm. about the game itself? Well, yeah. I'll do the links. All right. Um, uh, so, a bit more about the fans. No, uh, England, uh, they played a 4-4-2. Everyone was talking about 4-4-2 against France. It wasn't mm. a 4-4-1-1, obviously. But this was a bit more of a 4-4-2. Very traditional. Mm. And uh, Gerard had uh, opportunity to do his Hollywood balls a lot. Oh, he, he did. He did. <laughs> and he got one perfectly right. But did the 4-4-2 for England work? It's an interesting one. It did seem at points that Hodgson had got his uh, tactics wrong because it was the, the two banks of four were quite easily manipulated and they exploited, were, especially um, by Zlatan. But we did give away two absolutely shocking goals, two absolutely ludicrous goals. Um, so I'm not sure it did completely work. I think the the game, the sort of tactics you employ against France, are well, only slightly different, but but works better. And I think we'll we will see more of that against uh, against Ukraine. But it's what we sort of said before that um, Sweden. Um, Traditionally, the last few matches they've um, conceded a lot in the air, so mm. probably that's the thing. Yeah, yeah Andy Carroll was like a lightning conductor. Oh, yeah. Everything that came down, he won, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. Oh. But at the same time, he had so much to do that mm. when he won it, that he often couldn't do anything more with it because he was just crowded out. And I did wonder how effective that actually was. I got a newfound respect for Andy Carroll. What he put an absolute oh, shift. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he led the line really, really His well. His goal, he took superbly. He did, and that's an underrated, sort of underappreciated talent to lead the line. That oh way. yeah, especially sort of on your own because Welbeck was dropping a bit. Mm. But the, um, I thought that Hodgson set up wrong. I know it's easy to say with hindsight, but I just, I'd have thought, look, Sweden lost their first game. Mm-hmm. They got France next. Yep. Realistically, the England we'll game was the game they need to win. I'd have set up exactly the same. Maybe put Walcott in, repl- in place of Milner. Mm-hmm. Um, had um, Young and, and Welbeck as before, and just picked him off on the break. Well, what was what was great about the uh, the, the game and uh, Hodgson's reaction to the going two one down was that he immediately changed it up and he did did switch basically to that game plan and it's. To his credit, that it worked. It gave it gave England the real impetus. Well, it was when Milner got booked he ch- made yeah, a change, yeah. wasn't well, it's, it? It's nice to see we've, we've got a, we've got a plan B mm. as well, which mm. has obviously been a well. It started with the plan B, so long. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. and the plan A, but, but then moved on to that. But I think with the, with the first goal, I think that gave us a. Li- I think that was a bit of a false. Um, self um, sense of sort of like oh my god we've let a goal in because it was just Zlatan hammered the ball at, at the um, wall it came back to him he did one of those silly scissor volleys it didn't mm. work and it dropped Mel- Melbourne yeah, who was Melbourne played on by Johnson it. he never pushed up mm. yeah and he, I think Johnson I think it was probably Johnson's own goal was it, it was, that's what mm. it was given as mm. yeah okay because we can't have Melbourne scoring a brace well where I was at the tournament <laughs> where I was it looked like a Melbourne goal and it was given on the stadium now so it yeah. was a Melbourne yeah. goal um, so when, when Melbourne was going up for free kicks Late on, I was thinking, guys, on a hat trick here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that as well. But also, yeah. I mean, the, the second goal. I mean, Melberg has caused all that damage in the first place. Clearly, mm-hmm. he's had an influence on it if it's been given as a Melberg goal in the first place, and he's still completely unmarked for the second one. Well, the, the really second goal, they, they were queuing up for it to, to get that. They one were. In. They were. There was. They were all in disarray. I mean, we we sort of looked at the replays and thought. Whose fault? We decided it was about three people's fault, and then thought, no, it was just a defensive shambles from England. It was. Yeah. It looked to me that, as you said, Marcus, earlier, that Ashley Cole had two men on him on the far post and didn't appear to call anyone across. And Ashley Cole's about five foot eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was, yeah, it was a bit, a bit shoddy. Did, like Melbourne and all these big boys mm. coming in at the back. You'll get punished in tournament football for that sort of mistake, and not only that, you will not be allowed back in games against teams better than Sweden. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And, you, and it's, they got out of jail a bit there. I thought the Walcott introduction was an interesting one because it showed that you can you can defend in in different ways on the flanks. If you put someone like Milner in there, he'll do the donkey work and he'll cover back yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but if you put Walcott on there, that can also have a really good effect defensively because he can really push the fullback back mm-hmm. and stop the overlaps yes, by yeah. just by, by the, the fullback essentially being terrified of his pace. That's right. And it does the job the same uh, the same job mm. in different ways. Really. Yeah. It's 
interesting. Uh, I know that yourself and Lord Ramble felt that Glenn Johnson didn't have a great game. But from where we were sat, I mean, he put in two absolutely imperious tackles on on the Ibrahimovic, he like did, properly yeah. game saving. I thought Johnson uh, three, it were two one. Yeah, it, there was. A, he covered Terry a lot, which I think he did in the first game against France as well. Mm. I think there's a couple of facets to that sort of debate. One is, as Pete said, he, he had Terry to cover, who was showing up as being a bit short of pace against Latin once or twice. But I think he stood up against Ibrahimovic. Hey, he played okay, well, yeah. Terry did very well. But the thing about Johnson is, it's almost like you mentioned those two tackles that's typical Johnson he relies on his recovery pace far too much well, I don't think it was I don't think it was his fault when Zlatan went through I think it was the centre backs he covered for but one, one of the tackles I'm pretty sure well, he maybe. dived in first and then the guy nipped past him and then he legged it back and put the tackle in and well, get that, it, it all started to go wrong for England to a certain extent when people realised that Zlatan wasn't because Zlatan played most of the first half in his own yard, very deep, deep. And, and then and then he started pushing out a little bit and we thought oh god we've got a player on us now yeah, yeah I thought um, Zlatan had a sort of decent game when, it, when he sort of felt like it it seemed to me sort of typical Zlatan stuff yeah. when they went 2-1 up he sort of thought oh, I fancy a bit of this yeah. and he drove at England's defence and worried him a little bit um, but a lot of the time he's a very frustrating player to watch because I felt for the rest of the Sweden side because when they didn't have the ball it was almost like they were playing with 10 men because he mm. trots around he doesn't, he doesn't push or, or pull people over he just trots around really yeah. and, and, and not only that when Sweden were attacking if he didn't fancy bombing on forward they'd have a guy in the, in the sort of right wing position ready to cross he'd be back on the halfway line yeah, yeah. well that's what Jim said like he just, just sort of amble around but then you, you made the point that Thierry Henry did that yeah oh, a lot of really big players they, they conserve energy you know they, they're not uh, yeah. they're not bombing around pulling play, pulling the shape around for that very reason but then at the same time Zlatan's not really a sort of player that's bases his mm. game on pace as much as that, I read I thought Zlatan was pretty good actually for the he first was, yeah. was good, there's yeah. an incredible th- moment where he literally shrugged Johnny Unless he was the ball. so Lesko's strong, a big he is, guy. He is strong, Zlatan, very strong, unbelievable. But I, I think at the time I sort of said that if Andy Carroll wants to be uh, an, an, you know, an international striker for the next you know ten years, mm. he's the sort of player that he should be watching Absolutely. because he is a little bit of a he, he's massive. He can you know he can handle about three or four players at the same time. Yeah, he, he, it's really difficult to get him off the ball. But the combination of his skill and his strength is very mm. difficult. Mm. A lot of the Swedish fans we spoke to after, and um, a couple of the players in the media have said that they were unlucky and they felt they deserved to beat England. And very critical uh, of the Seb Larsson certainly was saying that England were, were quite lucky. They were they just very defensive and, and just played long balls. Yeah. This kind That's of thing. That's only true up until two one down. You know, when we won the game by changing up the system, we, we weren't playing long, long balls. We were f- feeding Walcott and just ping it around. I thought the first, yeah, I thought the sort of first ten or fifteen minutes was a game of horrible quality. I oh mean, yeah, it's all yeah. over the place. It's got schoolyard stuff, and mm. and if you take away the fact that England made, yeah, you know, what is essentially a couple of crass errors, really. Um, schoolboy defending errors then I don't think Sweden offered all that much I no, don't remember no. Hart making that many brilliant saves well, Hart, was, Hart was brilliant he was very dominant in his area yeah. he was sort of diving at people's feet and just snatching the ball away quite a lot and he, he did yeah. have a few saves he to made make, one but, amazing save from yeah. Zlatan but there was um, other than that he didn't have um, they were mostly routine saves I don't think Sweden can have too many complaints really no, I, don't. I, think, I mean it could have gone either way couldn't it it was one of those games um, yeah, and I see suppose two goals at the end of the day you know? yeah but England's quality I think just a, they've got better quality than Sweden let's be honest and I think we just we got through with that Walcott's goal was a strange one because it, it looked like one. it swerved in the air but I think it, it, it the, the keeper didn't put his hands up which I didn't Larson. Like, well Larson said it, it, his quote was it touched the slightest millimetre of my shin pad but it was enough to cause problems for the keeper I assumed it was a deflection but I, I was side onto it I wasn't behind it or anything so I couldn't see we um, we certainly celebrated that yeah, yeah. we were in the, <laughs> yeah. in the Sweden end and then 
Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck. We, we went... celebrated that one twice. Yeah. And because we saw it going in, we went absolutely mental. Marcus is going, it's Del Piero. It's Del Piero. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw the replay again, and we all just went, he meant it. He meant it. <laughs> yeah. It was an amazing finish. Oh, it was so good for him. Um, <laughs> a a likeable English player who's been mm. playing well scores a goal of great quality. Set up by another likeable English player. Incredible. <laughs> the, the, the times are a changing. The, the <laughs> most, <laughs> one of the most encouraging things about Welbeck is that he's only 21 and he, he does seem to improve with every yeah. game for England his general forward play as we've said before is very he very really good and it was again as, as it was against France he's done very very well I think it will be him and Rooney what a delightful um, against Ukraine <laughs> they've got to go they've got to go to, to that system with, with Rooney just behind Welbeck mm. and Young out wide Young, I thought Young had a quite a game he, Young put again. a shift in though didn't he Young was quite deep a, a lot of the time he was acting um, he, he, <laughs> playing very defensively himself actually the, the, the trouble is that how many times are we going to keep saying oh but he put a shift in he put a shift in you, you know as you said, if you really want to go on in this tournament, someone's got to really stand out now. Well, he's defending from the front when necessary, so I think, you know, Jim, bear in mind that he, and he comes into the tournament in great form, but bear in mind he was marshalled pretty effectively by ODR against France. He, he was. was mm. Yeah, who isn't even the first choice in that position for France. And then he was quite again against Sweden, who who are basically, if you, if you look at it, you know, to put it in the simplistic terms, are, are pretty much a poor man's England. Yeah. yeah. Um, would he be have enough quality to really inf- you know, influence the game in the later stages should we progress? Yeah. Against well, someone he, like he made himself originally. a very, very good chance, which he, he missed and hit into the side netting. I think there's more to come from Young. I hope he's so, growing yeah. into it. I think he's a decent player at international level. I, I just think he's had a bit of a quiet couple of games. Um, he could, that could all change against Ukraine, of course. He's not Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> no, he, he, and that's his not, problem yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought Oxlade-Chamberlain could have had a goal late on but Gerard yeah. took it on like his wrong foot he didn't, did, yeah. didn't he Hollywood foot I'm, yeah. so, I'm surprised that he didn't shout for it at least Maybe because it was well, clearly his shot because yeah. Gerard originally started that move and he, he clearly sort of went I'm too slow for this and he farmed mm. it out Gerard seemed to tire quite a lot that was a, was that maybe a worry for England? They got the ball in some good positions late on and yeah. should have finished the game off at four two. I certainly think I may sound a bit harsh here, um, but um, I wrote a report of the game and I said in the game and I still stand by this. I think the certain sort of occasions during that game we saw old England again yeah. Yeah. poor decision making mm-hmm. um, sort of giving the ball away crass errors and almost there was a temptation by Gerard much more than against France of sort of trying to do it himself a little yeah, bit yeah. which I didn't like to see at all no. but Parker had a good game he did it he did he, he put, it, put a shift I didn't like to see him in his flashy new boots no you didn't like no, that did yeah. Yeah. Blue also, uh, closing the goalkeeper down late on which is a strange one you think of all the players up there yeah. doing that that's very <laughs> odd but he's got that engine on him that I suppose allows him to do that when other players have knackered mm. themselves out at I least did think we could have got to 4-2 there were a couple of chances yeah, that well, Tyson thought Walcott well, should have just used his raw pace to actually just force himself into the position where he could shoot and yeah. also of course that Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, Gerrard kind of mix up at the end but it, there, was a, there was an earlier chance for Gerrard as well but he cho- chose the um, you know the, he made a choice that he makes a little bit too often I'll do a dive instead <laughs> I'll, just, yeah. Yeah, I'll, yes, I'll pretend I'll be body really checked and then I'll to see. Down. but his balling for the first goal was immense it was, was, yeah, yeah, what, what was drilled like drilled yeah, it's so nice to have Theo Walcott there suddenly the pace and, and and for the third goal he was superb because he went in between the defenders and it was either a case of you're going to have to let me cross it or, or, or foul yeah. me for a pen yeah. it was yeah. great play and from he, he looked up you know he, he knew where Welbeck was I mean obviously uh, he did hit it a little bit behind him but Welbeck scored a sort of Michael Jackson-esque goal <laughs> yeah. yeah that would have lied in the memory I, th- I think that um, a lot of people have been critical of Walcott probably us even I can't well, remember we have, yeah. people saying he's not I mean Chris Waddle especially said that he's mm-hmm. famously he's not really got a football brain so he'll not really progress I think he, he played it on yesterday he played yes- excellent yesterday yeah, he said uh, in the season that um, he's been consistent in patches 
You can't argue with that. No. Um, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about England's, you know, some nice moments and not so nice moments, and an old England and one thing and another. But at the end of the day, England are playing against a side who they've never beaten at a competitive match. I don't believe we've struggled against Sweden many times before. Yeah, we haven't played draw, particularly well, and we've won. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice for England to win a game like that, a yeah. topsy-turvy game, which in tournament yeah. football historically will lose. Again, exactly. for me, it's because of, because of that plan B. It's great to see that England have got that option of mixing things up in a way that they're clearly comfortable doing. It's yeah. great. And it, it's incredible that Hodgson's managed to get that George into them so quickly. He's obviously keeping it simple in a couple of different ways. And but I did, I, did, I did think the reason they struggled in patches was because they had to... I think they're a much better reactive team mm. under Hodgson. I think so, yeah. And they had to mm. move... Um, forward and, and take the game to swing on occasion and, and it sort of became a bit at the behest of, of defensive discipline mm. which you can't do I, I think they should just stick to that plan they played against France and pick teams off well Ukraine need to beat England yeah and so therefore they're going to come at England as well mm. and so I think again going back to that more reactive play um, yeah Sweden very annoyed at England sort of, they said England were very defensive and all but did yeah. you see the defending for your goals? I was going <laughs> to say, you know, you can't rely on that kind of behaviour. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. England are playing to their strengths, which is what every single team at the tournament needs to be doing. We can't be trying to play tiki-taka because we're going to mess it up. Yeah. Mm. It'll be suicidal, that would be. Yeah. There's absolutely no danger of that. Indeed. It was nice to see Joe Hart go um, um, up against Zlatan in a bit of a, a, a <laughs> slanging off match. I missed that completely. Well, it was when Sweden scored their second and they celebrated in, in just in front of Joe Hart. Pretty I think much they in nudged him. The yeah, they kind of but nudged didn't, him. Didn't and Zlatan he... drink it from Joe Hart's water bottle yeah, as well? That is did he? The I think that's what I heard. Yeah. That when? was before the second goal. Oh, he just reached that. in, picked it up, had a swig, put it back. I mean, that is entitlement. I didn't see that. Well, yeah, when they celebrated, he kind of nudged. They kind of nudged. Hart and, it, and Hart just sort of pushed them out of the way. Zlatan <laughs> massively mouthed him off, and Hart probably said something back. At him but I thought I thought Hart was going to say something at full time, but he didn't. Did he? To his credit, mm. he just. He just oh well, there, but there's, there's no pies, heat of the moment kind of stuff. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, um, yeah. But England did win, and uh, what was nice to see as well in the Olympic Stadium was a couple of Blackburn fans had a keen out banner <laughs> <laughs> using the international arena for what it's what it should be. I think you're giving it too much credit. I think it was right. We're off to Kiev, so we need to make a banner. We've got this old one. Who's taking that? It's still relevant. Yeah, if yeah, anything, was... I mean it more than I ever am. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and Marcus saw a brilliant England flag get yesterday, didn't we? The, no, we uh, never. No, yeah. we never. <laughs> it had it Rangers on it. Yeah, it had a Rangers and a Spurs um, logo yeah, on, on the on the England one. We also saw uh, an England shirt with Shola on the back. Oh yeah, there was West Ham '66, bit annoying. Worst one, Falklands '82. That's horrendous yeah. behaviour. What's going on with yeah. that? Horrendous. There's a Swedish one with um, Ivan Drago on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's another Swedish one with When in Rome on the back. What's that? And I think there was another guy next to him who Shout had that. Ciao Italia. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was one in uh, in the Sweden end with uh, Roy Hodgson written on the back, which is quite nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, the, the Swedish chaps I chatted before the game loved Hodgson they loved Kenny Pavey as well obviously yeah um, and then they pulled a sink off the wall as yeah, well. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah this Viking man just that pulled was, a sink off the I wall I got a photo of that so you can't deny it <laughs> uh, the, uh, I also saw a guy with a sweet, an old sort of mid 90s Swedish uh, tracksuit top on that he had written on in felt tip pen Lundberg on the back I like that yeah. nice there was, there was a couple of um, <laughs> older Swedish guys uh, next to me which was quite rare because the, often Swedish fans are quite young guys aren't they sort of yeah. 20s and 30s well, it's actually strangely with the England fans just a, just more middle aged they've mostly been middle aged balding pitbull men <laughs> Mouth breathers, yeah, but um, uh, but uh, yeah, we we sat next to these Swedish guys, and and I was like, all right, you know, and 
Um, I said, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't know why we're in this end. And uh, this old Swedish country went, oh, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the Swedish fans normally, as you, as you just touched on, look like they've just come down from the foothills and they've mm. an axe over their shoulder. Yeah. They yeah. spent the day chopping wood. Very handsome. Yeah, man. very handsome, sort of uh, very fresh-faced. Yeah. yeah, a lot of cheekbones on this Very, display. very similar to the English. Now, yeah. uh, in... <laughs> Present company excluded. <laughs> um, uh, Rooney will be back for the Ukraine game. Yeah, it's like mm. a secret weapon, isn't it, that everyone knows we've got. <laughs> well, because the, ca- the, yeah. the camera keeps going to him, that's yeah. why. I think Hodgson's big cha- big challenge actually is to. Um, I think he will play him. I think he'll play him in that role and he'll drop Carroll despite him having a good game. But his biggest challenge is to keep him sort of almost chained. Yeah. Not, he'd yeah. be so keen to play. Mm. You don't want him doing something stupid, which I know it's a cliche, but he does do it all the mm. time. Indeed. And bear in mind, and that's the whole reason he's not, he's not playing. He's not playing in the first place, yeah. yeah. That's right. Are you Chronicles lost to France 2 0 after um, an absolutely monumental thunderstorm. Thunder and lightning. That's like biblical. It was. Yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. We thought um, it was coming our way, didn't we? The Ukrainian we God was furious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why didn't they send up the rockets? <laughs> well, yeah. the clouds out. that's a good point. Maybe they Giving did. it all the big ones, weren't yeah, they? Maybe they did. About no, that. They dealt with it. The game carried on, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we didn't see that happening. The, 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 the good as well, weirdly. Like after that, it was ridiculous. It drained it was ridiculous. very well. Yeah, oh, it was ridiculous the downpour, and and there was puddles and every, all the rest of it. Well, not puddles. There was flipping rivers in the yeah, stadium. Like, yeah, the, the fans, some of the fans were embracing it. They loved it. Didn't yeah. They? Um, and then, as you say, Pete, when it came back on, they must have rolled that very well. The pitch, mm. get all the <laughs> the the rain water off, and uh, France. Um, had a nice time didn't they I mean they didn't look in trouble there was a moment when yeah, Andrei Shevchenko um, had a chance at nil-nil which yeah. I, I mean he hit it well but to, to the keeper I thought he might have done a bit better it was a true shot though I, I, it I, was I, I do disagree with your right. take on that um, but uh, France looked the better for pretty much the whole yeah. game absolutely. I mean we, we saw the first half because we had to leave to go to the, um, the game afterwards yeah. but I saw the, the second half today Yeah, and, um, and I thought Ribéry and Benzema looked very good Benzema dropping a bit deeper, isn't he? Yeah, he was. He's getting amongst mm. it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimenez was a, a menace. Yeah. Yeah, it was just everywhere. For France, France. France are the strongest team in the group. I, yeah. think, I think when, uh, you know, uh, Benzema drops deep like that, if you've got a player like Menez, who's, who's quite quick and nippy, he can kind of slot in up front, you know, and, and, and which he did for his goal. Well, they sort of played five across the middle, didn't they? Well, they did, yeah. But if Benzema's dropping <coughs> deeper, then maybe the two wingers kind of push in. Yeah. Uh, and Kabay um, wrapped it up three minutes later. I think I think France yeah. will see off, see off Sweden as well, who are obviously mm. still going home. Well, the, the hope for me is that Sweden will be playing for pl- pride, perhaps get a draw and if we can beat Ukraine we can then avoid Spain in I the next round there's so many Swedish fans there there's no way they're going to go out half-heartedly exactly no, no way mm, yeah it's true uh, it's the first tournament match France have won since the semi-final of World Cup 2006 Ooh, that's big good fact how about that they're an absolutely torrid time in the last World Cup <laughs> it's embarrassing for them indeed um, uh, I, yeah Laurent Blanc was absolutely delighted with the France win as he should be and mm. that side there was a lot spoken about France before the tournament and I know they've had this unbeaten run but people are saying Blanc hasn't quite found the formula yet and so on and so forth they look good don't that's they that's what the group stages is largely about for the bigger teams mm. isn't it? it's finding the, the most effective way uh, to, to get your team you know really firing on all cylinders we've yeah. said about Germany before um, you know they've not quite got going yet in, in you know to playing the dazzling football we expect but it's just true of every team that's ever won a major international tournament you do start kind of slowly but still winning and it, the both France and Germany are in that perfect position at the moment. Um, absolutely. Uh, it, it was quite funny. In, uh, I was looking on them internets today in the Daily Mail. There was a headline which said, uh, Blanc was delighted with the France win, but takes new swipe at England. 
He never mentioned England point. once in the whole thing. I, the only thing I can could maybe pick out was he said, yeah, it was a good game against Ukraine, both sides attacked. That's the only thing I what, can think. What the press need to no, understand. What the Daily Mail needs yeah, to yeah. <laughs> we, we are a defensive team. Yeah. There's no point like getting annoyed at other people for pointing it out. We, we are. Do you mean he said the, the game against Sweden, both teams attacked? Both teams attack. No, no, no. France, Ukraine. I'm saying. Oh, so how does that re- relate to England? I know. I've no idea. But it says you know, Blanc takes new swipe at England. He yeah. never mentioned England once. He never mentioned the previous nonsense. Absolute nonsense. I think I actually think that the Ukraine it was tough for them against France because because they qualify as hosts, they haven't played a competitive game for absolutely ages. <laughs> yeah. So it's so difficult for them to get their stuff together and work out what they're really made of. Mm. If, if because you qualify as hosts, you don't get a chance to qualify. That's part of the reason why the teams who are the holders they passed a law or a motion saying that they wanted to qualify again rather than qualifying as holders because yeah. they never get to play any games that's right yeah. sad, sad for um, Shevchenko yeah I mean I, I think also though the fact that they beat Sweden 2-1 coming from behind with both goals from Shevchenko I think surprised a lot of the Ukrainians and sent them into raptures and they thought bloody hell we, we weren't sure what we had hmm. and especially with Shevchenko scoring the two goals they all went absolutely crazy and as um, Oleg Blokin, the, the manager, said, he was disappointed with his team because he thought some of them already had their mind on the quarterfinals. They thought, yeah. oh, we've won our first game. Yeah, yeah. All we need is a point, maybe two. And we'll beat England, sort of. Exactly. But, you know, I think that could be bad news for England because, you know, they were good in their first game, disappointing in the second. Yeah, they're going to be really And it's kind of like, up. right, OK, we need, to, we need to get cracking here. And the home crowd roaring them on in yeah. Donetsk. In a winner-takes-it-all scenario. Well, exactly. I think they've got a decent chance, but yeah. it's, it, again, it depends how England's set up. Well, a point would do England. Mm. Uh, but that's dangerous in itself. Exactly. Well, yeah. well, it is dangerous, yeah. I, I, but again, like I said, I think set up against France, but like in the first 30 minutes against France, you, you'll get a few gaps. And against Ukraine, favor, more favourable conditions, um, I, I think the, the, the gaps will appear because they're not as good as France, you know, and I think but we'll be I would, OK. What I would say is that it was quite heartening that when we were too old, we didn't go and play for the draw. And even um, yeah. like the, 19, uh, the 89th minute, we weren't just taking it into the, in um, the into the corner. Yeah. They wanted another one. But Sweden were pushing, weren't they? They needed mm. the point real bad, so mm. they were pushing and then they left gaps. And, it's, and you're right, it's good that England were, deemed themselves sort of worthy enough to, to sort of exploit them. Mm. Indeed. Uh, well, uh, we shall see what uh, Group D next game on Tuesday. When uh, we'll be back. Serves us here. up on Tuesday as, mm. the, as the final round. There, Group C. The Irish have gone home after being beaten four 0 by the Spanish. Mm. Group Yes in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Torres getting a brace. Yeah. Oh. The first one in about three or four minutes smashed that's, it home. That's the Torres we want to see. He was it, exceptional. It's like he's never been away. It's like, <laughs> like he's picked up where he left off in the last few years. From the yeah. Euros, yeah. yeah. Um, David Silver and Fabregas also Fabregas getting on the score sheet. Murdered that ball into the net. He did. It was like he was saying, I've had enough of this. Yeah. He was annoyed with the opposition almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Two, two goals for Seth now. He's not starting mm. the games. Uh, he's he, he, he started the game. Oh, Sorry, yeah, he's not, he didn't start this game, did he? No. No, yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah. The Irish were abject at times, though. Yeah. Oh, really but I mean, the, the thing that, that really stands out for me is that Spain, clearly the best team in the tournament, you, you would argue, you know, the, the way they play. It's, they play like a club side. It's brilliant. Oh, they there, do. Of course it is. And um, <laughs> Ireland, probably the worst team in it. The golfing class is absolutely huge. So if you're adding another six teams eight. on top of that, eight, of course, another eight teams on top of that, it just dilutes the competition. We all it's know it's going to happen, but that is the clear, clearest indication of it yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, for, according to reports, Spain broke all sorts of records against Ireland for a European game. Um, they, they're seventy-six percent possession, and, they, and 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 it's so obvious. And I know you sort of seem come across like a bit of a pseudo intellectual when it comes to football, but. 
playing that striker gives them so much penetration. Oh, absolutely. The balance just seems to be completely restored. Mm. And, and it's almost like you're not concerned for them. If you're, if you're a Spanish supporter, you're nowhere near as concerned when you've got a Torres or a Llorente on the bench, or sorry, on the pitch, because you know the penetration is going to be there. Mm. They're going to have to cut an edge to finish the moves off. Mm. And it happened, as you just touched on, Marcus, within about three minutes in the game against yeah. Ireland. And then Ireland were really up against it because of the way they set up. True. I, I mean, the Ireland, Ireland game is very different to the Italy game. I think the Spanish, were, I think they're worried about Italy. Italy have, yeah. have, have been a bogey team for theirs for a while. Mm. And I just think they thought against Italy, let's just dominate the midfield and try and push up as a unit. They've got a back three. They're, they're maybe trying a different system as well. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know, but certainly against Ireland, they're always going to play a forward. Of course. Yeah. And, and, and they certainly did. You know, um, Fernando Lorente's full name is actually Fernando Lorente Torres. Yeah. Oh, is it? Fernando Torres in there? Yeah. Twitter. They should name him that and just not tell them which one they're going to put on. Yeah. <laughs> well, give them the same number. Yeah, same name, everything. Mm. Right, yeah. Makes it fair for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it'd be brilliant. And then, and then like you the could the let the crowd decide. So you could do the old substitution. Yeah. When they both turn up, you say, well, "What about this one?" Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I'd make them have the same haircuts and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't. You, you only can tell what player it is by where he stands on the pitch. I play them both. How he holds I play both. Play both. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Steve McManaman said, "If Spain win this competition, they will become the best team of all time, better than Brazil 1970." Love Is the McManaman the man to to say such a I thing? I tell you, he's got. A, that's a decent shout. Three, three, three international tournaments on the bounce. Mm. It's good to see El Maca giving a, an interview to um, ESPN Deportes in Spanish. Oh, he's, well, he speaks. Loves it. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it's great to see him. Yeah. hero at Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. It's great yeah. to see an Englishman talking foreigns. But you think <laughs> Spain will have enough to, um, to, to go past Croatia? Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but staying on Ireland, though, um, Roy Keane was rather irritated with what he described as Ireland's only here for a sing-song attitude. Because the only thing people seem to talk about Ireland in a positive light is the fans, which, of course, deserve great um, praise mm. and credit. But, um, but not, they can't do that at home. I've still, not, <laughs> yeah. I've still not seen the ITV interview. But apparently, Keane went on a bit of a rant. Well, he did. He, he, he was critical of Trapattoni as well. But the big Italian responded. He said, "Roy Keane has been a very great player, but what did he do after he stopped playing? Roy, are you a big manager? He should concentrate on getting results as a coach." Fair play Fair to Trap. Enough, yeah, absolutely. Trap's got an amazing track record as a coach. Mm. You know, give him credit as well. Mm. Also, um, <laughs> it is a shame that I didn't just go for a little more. They were very, very conservative. It would have been good to start James McLean. You know. You know, but, 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 but I know they're never going to have a well, realistic this is the chance against Spain. But yeah. you know. I, I like Roy Keane. I think he speaks a lot of sense, and, it, and he's a breath of fresh air amongst sort of media and stuff a lot of the time. Mm. But there is an element of it if he carries on doing it too much, yeah. he'll just become like a bit of a sniper from the sidelines. Well, right. he did say, didn't he, while he was a manager, that he wouldn't want to go on and be a pundit, so that you end up in studios with people like Richard Keyes who do talking rubbish. And he's but Keyes is gone now. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yes. No, he's in the situation. He's you know. Imagine King as an actual be. presenter. God, like presenting the, the TV show looking down the camera. Soul, I can't. I can't. It'd be, it'd be terrifying. Yeah. It, it would be like there'll be no sort of like um, big flowery monologues. It's that. It's a lovely day. Football start, and it's got. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? In my veins. What do you think yeah. about the game? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get your phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would perish the thought. And um, there was talk of um, the 73-year-old uh, Trapattoni resigning, but he shooed away such talk to reporters saying, "We achieved qualification to the Euros after 24 years. This is our right to stay. I have more enthusiasm to stay than you and your colleagues. The Irish people can decide. I know your jobs. After 40 years, I know the job of a reporter." It's interesting with Ireland because they came into the tournament with such a decent defensive record. I mean, mm. like the three games going into the game, uh, going into the tournament, were like one nil winning against Bosnia, drew nil Hungary, and they drew one nil Czech Republic. Mm. They don't seem to be a team who, who make a lot of defensive mistakes, but it just seems the occasions got to them. Yeah, well, it's the extent. quality as well. Croatia and Spain are obviously so much better than those teams. 
you know, and obviously we're still with Italy to come. It's just that they've not been good enough when it's come to it at the tournament. It does seem odd that you know they've built themselves on their defence, and that's what's so emphatically let them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, as I say, it's a completely different kettle of football, isn't it? <laughs> it is one big kettle of football. <laughs> uh, but Italy, of course, uh, drew one all with. Croatia Surprising I thought I mean, Yeah Italy seemed to Have that absolutely Wrapped up in the first half yeah. We were watching that In the fan park We were both like Yeah Italy have got this Croatia paid for the draw In the first half By the look of it they Yeah really Pirlo got the scoring Underway with a lovely free kick The strange relationship Between Balotelli and Cassano Because they work very well Together and they seem To look for each other A lot but almost too much They both had opportunities Where they could have shot But instead look for the other And it just The moves it's, broke down Cassano's preoccupied With the gear men in the, in the squad yeah, yeah. at least made his feelings well I think anyway. Hassan's Hassan got a lack of fitness I think towards the end of the games mm. he's tired so yeah. badly it's not surprising no absolutely not mm. but I mean you've, as a manager and I like Prendelli I think he's decent but he seems a, to take off um, uh, Balotelli exactly to deal yeah. Christmas, yeah. But it's, either, it's one of those things where he's caught between two stalls because he, does he take Balotelli off who's gonna, probably going to lose his temper at some point mm-hmm. or does he take Kasano off who looks unfit he seems to be bringing on Giovinco mm. as well a little bit I think, that, I think they've got a little bit of a lack of cutting edge and, and, and Rakitic was excellent for Croatia against Italy and Mandzukic obviously scored again mm. Mm. well yeah Croatia came right back in it in the second half and deserved their equaliser but Chiellini perhaps at fault yes. all going over his head dreadful mistake from such an experienced yeah. defender Completely misjudged it. I mean, in fairness, if we saw if we saw John Terry doing something like that, we'd, we'd hammer him for we that. We would, yeah. is an experienced, decent defender. Mm. You know, he's played played a lot of games at the highest level. It's unacceptable in tournament football. That. Yeah. But if he does that at a knockout game, they could cost him, They could go home for that. Yeah, but it's interesting you say about um, Cassano's fitness because Prandelli's actually concerned with the fitness of, of a lot of the players because they've dropped off after kind of sixty minutes in both of their matches. Yeah. I mean, Spain well, it's could have won it. tempo you know, they're not used them. to, aren't they? It's a very kind of new thing for them. But do you not think with the Spain thing, it's almost excusable because Spain have so much of the ball and you spend yeah. so much of your time pressing, it's almost like a different kettle of True, football. but against Croatia, though. Is it the formation they're playing, maybe? Well, maybe they're not used to that. Yeah, I mean, certainly the wing-backs might get a little bit tired mm-hmm. out. I think it might just be impressive, though. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's largely, it's, it's, it's pretty much worked. I mean, they've not lost games. Well, surely they'll beat Ireland. Yeah, they should do. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so. I mean, it's funny, actually, because... If Spain and Croatia play out a two-two draw, then mm. exactly the same will happen to Italy as it did in Euro two thousand and four, and they'll go home. I mm. can't see Croatia getting two against Spain. Well, agreed. even with Spain taking their foot off the gas and putting in mm. some of their sort of um, squad players because they've just got such a deep squad. Yeah. It's the same with Germany in their sort of dead rubber game. You know, the, it's um, Spain's midfield. You could play any ridiculous. of them, any of them, and they still be a, they still operate at the very highest level. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Absolutely, they still got enough to be uh, to be Croatia. It was nice. Yeah, to see. I mean, they need to beat them as well. Yeah. Yeah, so. Bilic didn't have the beanie, but he certainly enjoyed the equaliser. He was it was quite funny because when the ball came over, you, you, you the camera when it, you so you see the shot of the manager. Yeah. you know when he celebrates the goal. They often do, and Billage he sees the ball coming over, obviously, and he and he starts trotting, and he's trotting and trotting, <laughs> and then it goes in, and then I think someone from the crowd is like behind him, hugging him, you know, leaning over. Is he enjoying it? I would absolutely. Like but, um, <laughs> he was not very happy with the ref. Was he? he wasn't happy with how Webb's uh, <clears throat> performance. He said he was a referee who helped the Italian team a lot. Then he went on to say, I don't agree with coaches who don't comment on referees. This is very important for my job. I didn't like the referee's performance. He was not good for the Croatian team. See, I think that's absolutely fair enough. I know people seem to really hate um, managers criticising referees. Um, but it's just, they're entitled to their opinion. You know, I, I think they do have an effect on the game. I, I agree with Billich on that. But he I seems to he... be not only complaining about refs, he seems to be saying to every other manager, come on, get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Let's gang up on it. Let's get on their backs and they'll be under more pressure and probably make more mistakes. Let's bully these geeks. Um, uh, just going back briefly to the England game, the fifth officials, yeah. the guys who stand in the area, um, 
They they talk to the referee and, and they press buttons, don't they? Because mm. there was a, a, a really a obvious lot of um, TV stuff in the UK has been saying they don't do anything, but but they obviously do because yeah. there's a very clear thing in the corner as you That's just right. touched on where it wasn't given, and and all of a sudden the referee turned around, yeah, seemed to look over towards that guy, and it was called back and it was given the corner. Mm, yeah. So they obviously are doing things, you know. They just don't wave a flag or, or jump around doing interpretive dance. I mean, they're not doing. I don't it. like we, it when they get on the pitch. Yeah, you don't. I don't like when they encroach on the pitch. It's like stay off the pitch. <laughs> Yeah, the views of Pete Donaldson. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's it, really. We're group C and D. We've got uh, the conclusion of, of Group A this evening. Mm-hmm. So hope you find a nice beanbag to sit and watch that on. Um, and then uh, we've got one more show from Kiev, um, or whatever you like to sit on to watch football. Yeah. I just, look, we were talking about this with Fan Park. We wanted some beanbags. Well, the fa- the fan there are beanbags around. They're just not are where they? they need to be. Yeah, Marcus and I saw some. The fan park, um, <laughs> the fan park in Kiev is, a, as we've said before, is a big, long, closed-off street with different big screens. It's the main street through the city yeah, as well. But there's nothing that I've seen to sit on. You're just sitting basically on the road. Yeah. And and as I walked back through the fan park on the way home from the game yesterday, it was absolute carnage. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like some sort of bomb had gone off. <laughs> it was a right mess. Wasn't and it? there was bottles and plastic cups <laughs> yeah. everywhere slightly sort of disorientated drunk people wandering around yeah. I'd ha- I-, I decided that the worst job in the world would be to get that clear that park at the end of the night yeah. well, like, I don't know there was a bloke there was a, there was a volunteer because there's a lot of green shirted volunteers here mm. um, helping out which is amazing to see especially because it can be confusing with the street signs and, yeah. yeah. and, and that lot and uh, there was this guy young fella who was explaining um, I presume in Ukrainian to these two guys who were Ukrainian and that it was closed now and they both just sort of nonchalantly looked up at him Carried on drinking their beer, and the other one just lit one of the other guy's cigarettes for him. Just ignored him. And I, and I was thinking, come on, go to a pub. They're over yeah. 24 hours. It's true. Yeah. And we've certainly taken advantage of that, haven't we, Beatles? No. <laughs> um, uh, well, there we are. Um, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is foot- uh, show well, at thefootballroundworld.com. Yeah. Show at thefootballroundworld.com. And uh, Twitter, of course. And the website is thefootballroundworld.com, Luke. It is, yeah. There's still plenty of stuff. I mean, we're over here in Kiev, but there's still plenty of stuff happening on the site. There's a video posted yesterday of you guys in the stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine there'll be more to follow. I'm being uh, re- misrepresented again. Yeah. Oh, it's, no. it's, not, it's not easy being you, Marcus. No. no. And not there's sure. lots of blogs and lots of different things going on, so please do check it out. And if you want to tweet us, um, it's obviously at Football Ramble. Mm. Uh, there we are. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Bye, Pete. Goodbye. Bye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.